Hey, what's going on? This is Castro. This is Tyson James. And this is Castro Community. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm going to be answering pretty much this question from Google. Or not Google. So, well, it is kind of for Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts Creator Program. And the question here is... Do, 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 do. How does your team request or intend to reach people who self-identified as marginalized in the podcasting landscape, whether due to race, ethnicity, gender, religion, economic background, sexual orientation, age, physical abilities, or some other reasons? You're going to hit that one first. How do you feel like, or how do you intend to represent those those people, or how do you intend to uh, reach them? Well... That's a pretty huge question. And I had to think about that question because I would say, just from my point of view right now, not having a full 360 view of everything, but just from my position, like where I sit at, like how I view the world right now, I don't, I would say that if I was marginalized, if I or if I felt like that, if I identify with that, I would get the education I need, and I would also still keep pursuing whatever it is I, that I'm pursuing, and then maybe I'll be able to get the exposure that I need where I don't feel though I am being marginalized. But as I think about it, I'm not even sure if. I can even answer that question because maybe I'm being marginalized and not even know it. Know it. So, <laughs> that, and that's it's, I'm glad you said that because I was thinking the same way. I was when I first read it, I was like, "Yo, I don't know if I feel marginalized. I don't think I don't know if I've ever thought about it. Like, yo, I'm I'm being uh, put down or I feel belittled. Well, I mean, at times I think I've probably had some experiences. Or I actually I'm not gonna. I can, actually now that I think about it, I can't say that. Because I worked, I guess I've always felt like, yo, I'm, I'm not on, at the same level, or I, I haven't had the same experiences, or they probably had more opportunities. So I've actually had all those thoughts. All right, but like at work, I can understand that. But like, so if I go when I go to work, I feel like my supervisor, whoever above me, is marginalizing me. They're keeping me at that spot at that job right like, no i don't feel like they are intentionally hold up but check this out though right so they're keeping me at at that spot or whatever but then when i go home i still dream though and i dream bigger than where i'm at so like even then i'm not even sure if i'm being marginalized because like he thinks he's marginalizing me but at home like i'm dreaming of something bigger anyway so you understand? Yeah, but that's true. I mean, I do have dreams like that. And like the podcast, I mean, you know my top five. My Well, my top five dream have the number one podcast, number one docu-series, uh, number one app, number one game, and number one song, which song I'm not even sure right now. But these are five of my pretty much goals. That's heavy. I want to do those those five. But even though I go to work and, I'm work and I work in software, but still in my mind, I still doubt myself like, yo... And I guess I kind of put myself down at times. Like, damn, I don't know if I'm good enough, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Because I guess I'm, excuse me, sitting around guys that, you know, have masters, et cetera, et cetera. And I guess that's kind of the standards to get into that, uh, that to work in first the bank I'm at 
and you know, at times I'm like, damn, I, I mean, I, I got, I overthink it, but regardless, you know, I still kind of managed to get through and get to, to, and I get somewhat done what I have to do. But I guess, like I said, I just, I don't know why, but I have that within myself. I kind of put myself down like that. Well, you should though. Like you well, shouldn't put yourself down. You can't like have self doubt like you can't defeat yourself like even if you go through it and it doesn't work out you just have to like play it through no i still push i still push man even though i have all that those like i'm not sure if i could do it i don't know if i probably won't do it i still push through and i still get it done man but see like whatever you tell yourself though like that's what's gonna happen but that was the old me man since i started this whole meditation the whole six phase meditation like i was telling you i got it from this guy i can't remember i just found him on youtube and pretty much, it's like six phases. It's like, first you start with compassion. Then after compassion, you start with gratitude. Then after gratitude, forgiveness. Then forget, after forgiveness is, um, uh, like, I, uh, your future goals, which is how I have now my five goals. And the fifth one is your daily, you know, what's your what would be your ideal day. And then the sixth one is the blessings, pretty much. You know, you just watch things, I guess, kind of happen. But I've been doing that for like two weeks and so somewhat. And I mean, I've been feeling great and I've been feeling more positive. And, and now that I have been kind of focused more on that type of stuff, it's, it's making me feel, I mean, a lot better. I mean, I'm still now working with my thoughts and just trying to change how I think, change how I do things. And if, hey, if I maybe, because I, honestly, I know I can do the things. It's just when I get to work, I sometimes feel like I don't belong there. I'm like, yo, I could be dedicating my, myself to, you know, so many other things that could make me so much better and that I could improve so many other people's lives and I could help. But you're going to help, though. Like, yeah, but I guess I'm I'm just like, damn, I want it now. Or I want to help now. Well, you are. Or I want to do stuff now. You are helping. Like, you know, you've been doing a ton of things, you know. I mean, I won't, you know, I don't have to mention them. I mean, you know what you're doing and I no, see yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, I got you. And, uh... You know, like, that's all that matters. You know, you got to do, just do your part. You can't, like, we all, like, we can't eat the elephant with one bite, you know? Like, you got to yeah. save one or, you know, help one person at a time, even if it's just holding the door open for somebody. That's yeah, helping somebody. Time. Yeah, you know, you take the steps that you can take. And then when, you know, you make it to, you know, wherever you're going, then you can do whatever it is grand that you want to do but right now we still help people you know even with the little bit that we have well the people i know i help are my kids all the time and and their moms <laughs> yeah. so i mean those are for sure people i help man but i guess back to the question because it went all into a tangent like whatever but i don't know man i i guess like i said uh now that i think about it i mean when i was ki a kid in middle school wearing like some thrift waist jeans and sneakers though. I, I don't know if I felt belittled. I just kind of knew I ain't have shit. I got fucked with, yeah, because I was broke, actually, now that I remember, yeah. But I mean, but that's, but that's what happens in that environment. And then you kind of, eventually, you start fucking with people. And you start to become that person. And get defensive. And you always have that defensive mechanism, because... I mean, you always got to attack, so somebody won't attack you. No. I mean, that, I think people might use that for their excuse because they want to see what it feels like to be the other person, too. 
No, nah, I don't think it's because they want to see how it feels like to be that the person. It's like I've. It's not because you just don't want to be fucked with. So you gotta. You can't walk around with a smile. You can't be all nice to everybody. You gotta be kind of guarded. Yeah, kind of. But you always gotta show yourself friendly too. You know, you can't always be like on the de- defensive because if you're on the defensive. That's what you're going to see a lot of times. You're going to see a lot of defense. But if you just kind of just mild manner and just kind of lay back, but still on guard too, awareness. You know, I always talk to my kids about being aware. You know, you could be open and friendly, but be aware, you know, like because you don't want to just be friendly with everybody because everybody ain't like you, but just be aware. Well, that's, I mean, you say you talk to your kids about that, but I don't know. I'm My daughter's seven now she's gonna be ace one and i don't think she still understands that yet well this is something that i've been talking to my kids about since day one and because that was something that my dad instilled in me a lot just being aware like what's going on around you like don't just be outside like just like diddly daddy my dad used to say don't be outside just diddly daddy and shit (laughs) and you know basically what that means is don't just be you know, not paying attention to what's going on around you because, you know, stuff, situations change fast. Mm-hmm. They change in the instant. So, you know, I'm, you know, I always on my kid about. You know, that's that's what I would like to make. Well, since I am doing, obviously, mobile apps, I want to do something like an AR. That my, because I mean, her vision isn't that great, and her common sense isn't that great either. But if I could make some sort of glasses, you know. That could obviously, I can identify who I know, right? Who's within my circle, and just take you know have them in that data in that in that computer in that base database. So when she has the glasses on, if anybody that's coming around, that you know she's not familiar with, I, you won't be able to identify them with the glasses. So it's gonna either send me a notification or it's gonna tell her. Obviously, it's gonna do send her a signal. Yeah, I think that's great that you're going to make stuff like that. Like, that's wild stuff, yo. I want to make it. I just got that idea now, though. But yeah. but I'm pretty sure there's I mean, something similar. But even if there is, I would still want to do something. Something that's obviously... Because that's what I do, and I would like to do that. And, you know, hopefully implement it somehow. With her glasses and stuff like that. I think it's dope. Yeah, but that's that's what I was doing with the application that I have now. I was trying to, because right now I have a word, like you saw that I could just take up just uh, either a hashtag or a name, someone's name, I can just pretty much put it up and it'll send them just a YouTube link of that person or whatever website of that person I want to put it to. Yo, that's crazy. Like when I see them, I still, it's crazy. I still don't know how to work it, but I'm like, this is ill. Like you could just, what, you take a picture of somebody and just. Yeah, you just open up the app and you put it up to somebody's name. You tap on it. You tap on the name on the phone. And it just takes you to whatever. That's crazy, yo. Technology. I mean, I like technology, but I'm one. Of, I'm kind of leery about about technology too myself. You know, that's why I really I don't have all these apps and all this stuff. Like I got like a couple apps to do a couple things, and then really that's it. Like my phone, real basic. Like, but but you know, in China, <laughs> they already have that in China. We're pretty much cameras are everywhere i don't actually i'm not gonna say china i think it's china but it's one of the asian countries obviously but they have it where they identify everybody 
and where I was working at, now they're talking about that they're going to do something. They want to do something like that. So when you walk in, they're just going to read your pupil. And, you know, based, suppose, based off of your eye, they were like, oh, you know, on your eyes, you could tell how someone's mood is. You could tell how they are. So now they're going to start reading how you feel based off of pretty much how your eyes are. So now you got to check. Is what? You got to fake a smile every time you walk in now? No. And every time you go around? No. If they're going to track your emotions now, too? Hey, well, you people have to learn how to control their emotions. That's yes, the thing. but that's... Like, did you know you can control your emotions? Yes, I know that. But there are certain times you don't... You just... You need to let something out. And you, sometimes they go to... People go to work knowing they should just stay home. But, you know, because their boss is on them or they have this dude, they have to be there. And they're emotionally all messed up and they have to do it. If, if that's what they're going to use it for, I think that's foul, Right. But at the same... So what you're saying, every job you should you go to, you hate your job. And you know a lot of people hate their jobs and they they feel like they're stuck. Or they, I don't know, because at, at times it's a transition. It doesn't, it takes some time to get from point A to point B. So during that transition, you might, you might be feeling miserable. Well, it's, a, it's about the fucking process. Like, people got to go through the process. Like, people hate their jobs after they had them for like three months. But as soon as they get the job, they psyched up, they happy, they have a little party, they tell all their friends and their family they got the job, and then they all psyched up, and then they start Monday morning, and they're all happy, and, you know, they got the job, and then, you know, as they get work put on them, they be like, this is too much work, and then they become miserable. No, maybe sad, not that. Maybe not it's just, you just find out, hey, this is not what I wanted. Well, but you're doing it for the money. Leave, leave. Don't that's do a lot of people. for the money. No, no, leave. That's what a lot of people. Well, I guess that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, well. I mean, I'm doing it till. But you can change how you feel about your job. No, bro. yeah, I mean, I am. I'm trying to. Find, see, we got to find ways to love your job, period. So, like, if you go to work, you have gratitude. And appreciation, what you grateful about. You have to find things to look at while you're there that say that you can be grateful for that because you don't have to be you don't have to be there. You don't have to have that by choice or by force. Either way, one party needs the other. If one party decides that they don't like like the other, need the other. Yeah, that's but not that's, the situation. Anymore. I know, and I'm trying to prepare myself, and I've been doing it for the longest. I've been trying to prepare myself, and I've been doing it. But I mean, there are some benefits to my job. I'm I don't I don't like the financial sector, but I do enjoy the coding part because like there's certain parts I get into it and I get lost into it, and I enjoy it. I like and I like that I can pretty much take breaks if I feel like crap and I don't I can take a ten minute break, get up, walk around, go to the bathroom, eat a snack, and then go sit back down, and then I focus and I like that I'm learning new technologies. Actually, I like now what I'm doing. So why can't you just be happy about that? I am happy about that. Okay, so I mean, you can find ways to not hate. No, I'm not. But I'm not talking about specifically me. I'm talking about people that I've talked to as well. That sometimes they just hate being there. I know because that's the way they think. And I'm not gonna say I I was there. I was at that point. But now, like I said, through the whole process and me just doing things and me just trying to change how I feel, I've been doing the whole the meditation. Like I said, I've been doing it for like two weeks, and it's actually been helping me feel a lot better and, and actually notice the things that I do enjoy. Well, I don't, what I, I think that nobody should be doing anything they don't want to do for money or for anything because what I know is through my own personal experience, if you go to a job that you hate 
every day, you start to resent it. And people can tell, you know? And then, like, not only that, your body has to physically go through something when your mind is telling your body it doesn't want to be there. And it has to physically force itself to go and be there. Like, it, like that's how dis-ease happens with people. I mean, so, like, we shouldn't be doing jobs like that. We should be doing jobs that we want to do. And I think the flip side of that is, too, you don't have to hate your job. Like, it's just the cool thing to do that everybody hates their job after a certain period of time. Like, be an outlier. Be somebody that appreciates their job. And even if it's not where they specifically want to be right this second, find ways to like it, love it, appreciate it, and move along freely to the next stage and the next level without having to carry the cross, carry all these burdens, these emotional burdens about how you feel about your job. Like you have to carry that around five days a week, 40 hours a week. And then if you have to work overtime or whatever, more than that. So be free in your life, move through your life free like if you're at a job and you hate it and you don't want to be there and if you could do anything else that makes you feel better and the money is making less money make the less money and be happy and move free throughout your life but don't get the more money and then you can't move free through your life you hate your life that's bullshit <laughs> people only want the most money or the more money so they could buy things that they don't necessarily even need to impress other people. So you lock yourself up in the jail for 40 hours a week, five days a week to buy shit so other people could look at you and you could judge them or they could judge you or whatever. And you'd be like, I feel better than this person because I make them more money. But you got to go through 40 hours a week of torture to try to show somebody something. Yeah. It's nonsense. Uh, uh, I feel like my mind was like two minutes ago. Like I, for some reason, got no headache, and like I don't feel like like we we went uh, towards somewhere else for that. But I mean, it's it's all related, I guess. It's all related. But actually, I don't know, man. I think that's I guess all I have to say. Or all he has to say, because you did all the damn talking. No, I think if people played it back and, like, see who had more talk time, you definitely had more talk time. Really? Yeah, why don't you ask him? Who's going to order? I don't know. Nah, if, if we could get a review, if somebody listens to this, please let us know in the comments they don't. They who don't. had more talk time. <coughs> oh, my God. It doesn't matter anyway. But, nah, but I guess just to wrap it up, but I'm, well... Well, I'm specifically sending this to for the PRX. So, I mean, my podcast is just more about, like, mental awareness. Well, the, the title, like the title says, the immigrant and the hood mentality, just changing that, my mindset. And, you know, many other people that have that, that same mind or that same, or that might have any negative thoughts or, or just feeling like they couldn't, can't do anything. Because, I mean, I get those thoughts. Everybody get those, gets those thoughts. But, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to be more positive and... I'm not 100% there, and, and this is pretty much my journey. And just talking to other people that have either been through there or passed it or, you know, have some words of encouragement because I need it, and I'm sure other people need it too. So I guess all I got to say is, wow, damn, it's almost 20 minutes. All right.
Did well, a good job. Hey, we appreciate actually, y'all listening. Nah, nah, actually, I do have to answer one question, which is my three favorite podcasts. I'll probably put it in here. But actually, Joe Rogan, Gary V. Ah, what's the last one? I had Joe Rogan, Gary V, and Brilliant Idiots with Charlemagne the God and Andrew Schwartz, Moors. I forgot his last name. But yeah, those are my top three. What about you? My top three um, is going to be uh, Nee Shobo. Um, probably, probably number one. Um, number two. I don't know. Give me a second. Let me look at my <laughs> podcast list. I mean, I, I, you know, uh, that's the one I probably listen to the most. Um, okay, I like... Uh, What's the name? Tom Bayou, um, Impact Theory. Um, oh, did you watch the show? I mean, the YouTube show? Uh, yeah, I seen that. Oh, hold up, he has a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, I'm gonna be on that thing. What? Yeah. I uh, forget Theory, about yeah. I forget about Brilliant Idiots and Impact John. And um, Impact Theory. Yeah. I like Joe Rogan. Um, uh, yeah, that's probably gonna be my. I mean, I got a couple more. That's probably gonna be my top three. Yeah. Yeah. So my top three. Is uh, Impact Theory, um, Need Showbo, uh, and Need Showbo, uh, his podcast is, is what you <laughs> yeah, that's it right there, like, what the hell, what? He a beast. What did you say, Joe Rogan, who else? Joe Rogan, um, Tom Bayou, and Need Showbo, Sports right. Motivation Podcast, and that's uh, probably my number one. All right, well, then I guess I'll, I'll stick with the Brilliant Idiots and Joe Rogan and, uh, was the last person and Gary V. So yeah, I guess that's this is what I do. Or trying to do. <laughs> I do sis. See ya.